Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 470, Hellboy. Does this have a subtitle? Nope, anywhere? it was just Hellboy. Just Hellboy? Yeah. yeah. They didn't get fancy and call it The Hellboy? No. <laughs> They're going for that straight reboot, so you know it's a reboot, because yeah. the first one's called Hellboy, right? Correct. So yeah. it's that straight, yep. And then it was Hellboy, the... The Golden Army. Golden Army? Yeah. Okay. Which is the one most people prefer. Really? God, I was bored I was. Death. That's the thing, man. Most people prefer... Most people that really appreciate those comics say the Golden Army is gets the characters right, is, is a better film. The other characters, maybe. Not Hellboy. Uh, to me, at least. Like, I, you know, I'll let you do that's your That's what spiel. we're here to yeah. do, yeah. Do well, let's, Tom, uh, and then we'll get into let's it. Let's go around the table <laughs> and uh, introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plug. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and, of uh, course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash realspoilers, and join the League of Show Sharers, and check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash realspoilers. Five bucks a month, lots of bonus content, and you can maybe even be on the show. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, there, that's all that. Uh, Hellboy. Uh, yeah, so like I said previously on the not box office report slash box office report episode. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I like, think not box office report is probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> so when I got out of comics uh, during the fallow period, right? So Peter set Parker the, set the t- the tone for us. Set the stage. So Peter Parker was no longer Spider Man. Okay, Ben. Re- they had the clone saga. Ah. Ben Riley was Spider Man. Superman had changed from his traditional costume and to powers the to the no to the electric blue. <laughs> he did. Uh. I read through the jeans crap. <laughs> he did everything in jorts. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Batman was. That's why Kevin Smith loves Superman. Yeah, that's so right. Much. Yeah, Batman wasn't Batman. That was you know the Azrael. Uh, Captain oh, was Ameri- this during? Yeah, the- yeah. This okay, like so. Nightfall? I quit. I quit comics during this because I was like, these are not the characters I. I was comics gate before comics gate was a thing. Where I was like, these are not the characters I recognize. I'm out. Every single comic book decided to just be like, yeah, you know that thing you love. We're gonna change it. Yeah, right. Uh, but theirs wasn't even diversity driven. No, it, it was, was just stupid costumes. And it was and- like, if you're gonna make somebody 
else be Batman. Right. It's Dick Grayson. It's always Dick Grayson. Like, that's not like that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> right. Like, and then they no, did you it. John Paul Valley. He's some character we've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a nut job. Yeah, we're gonna man. introduce this character, and then three days later, we'll make him Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I I can like that. I remember reading that. I so that was Nightfall, and I was like, no. It was night's end. It was so. It was after he'd broken his back. Yeah, it was nightfall. Is like where the, the breaking of the back. Yeah, yeah. And then night's end, and then night's, night's quest. quest. Yeah. But like, I remember when they introduced that character, and I was like, "Wait a minute, you're gonna make? You've had Dick Grayson running around, right. sometimes being Batman when he had to be, but yeah. we're not gonna make him Batman was, now. Like, Somebody needs to call HR. <laughs> Does <laughs> like, This is not like this guy has the seniority. He's been showing up every day. He's the on time. In. He doesn't Employee cause any trouble. Month. Yeah. Does anyone just... have any idea why they decided to introduce this, this random character to take over? No. Like, no. I thought the there's story, gotta be a story behind it. I thought the story was because Azrael killed people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I think this. I think the. Oh. I think the reason was uh, this is what I they want to do some edgy killing. But no, they oh. wanted to show people that that wasn't what they wanted because people thought that's what oh, they that wanted from Batman. Oh. And they were like, we're going to go down this road, but we're not going to do it in a way that will sully Bruce right. Wayne. You right. can't have Dick Grayson kill people to prove that. Right. Point. Yeah. And so, and so they were like, here's this other character and he's a D bag and you're going to hate him. And then you're going to be like, you know what? Maybe Batman shouldn't kill people. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're Zack Snyder. <laughs> then he will murder. Okay, so I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Then yeah. if so, there was Everyone <laughs> learned that lesson, but Zack Snyder. Right. Yeah. But so like, and then in, at Marvel, it was just, it was even, Marvel was an even bigger mess at that point. And then Marvel filed for bankruptcy. And luckily, thanks to Joe Casada and Jimmy Palmiotti and Kevin Smith, uh, they redid Marvel Knights and they introduced the Daredevil. And I mean, we don't really talk about Demon Hunting Punisher, but that was a thing. Uh, but like mostly that. Do we talk about the black Punisher? No. Where they didn't have a Punisher who was black. They just took the white Punisher <laughs> yeah, and made him and black s- and said, he's black now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's now that's that's pre this. Yeah. But yeah. But, but then you had Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon on the Punisher, which is one of my f- all time favorite comics of all time. So like they and then that got me back into it a little bit and that saved marvel comics at that point someday just as a side note maybe for our patreon we should do an episode on like avi arad and those guys saving that, the stan lee as much as they give him crap there's a reason marvel comics is still around and it's avi arad yep. and stan we should, lee and that, those guys. that story is amazing the way that they figured out toys and yep. licensing and saved that company yep. and that's why he's still a producer on everything mm, like, no he's not he's not no well well he's a, spider-man he's a, stuff Right, the Sony because it was the yeah, like yes. he's the producer on all that stuff. Yes. Like he saved that company. Him Kevin, and his partner, Kevin Feige's like you take that mo- yeah, mother's yeah, yeah. name. All <laughs> right, right, stuff. right. But I mean, they saved Marvel they back then. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. With Everything all that, stuff. that they were putting out, yeah, pre MCU mm-hmm. had his name on. Yep. It. Yeah, so for sure. we should talk about that because that's yeah. a fascinating. Story. Absolutely. So like that, and then they brought Superman back, and they had you know DC kind of started to kick it into gear. So like I wasn't a big independent guy at that point. But and what is Hellboy? Hellboy is Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Here's the crazy thing. Mike Mignola doesn't own the film rights to this movie. How did that happen? I have no idea. Because well, he, this came out post kind of the yes. creator revolution where yeah. Image and and we're going to own the rights and even the big the big houses still figured out a way to kind of like make sure if you created something new, you'd have a piece. Right. And, and huh. how did that happen? I have no clue. And I, I mean, Mike Mignola was a he was kind of a journeyman. Uh, he did some work at Marvel. He did some work at DC. And then I think Hellboy's first appearance was in a comic called Next Men. 
Yeah, that sounds right. It was like a. It was like a. It was like a cameo. Yeah. Was and, it like little N, little E, huge X? Yes. Well, yeah, yes. it was yes. John Byrne. It was John Byrne. It was it was John Byrne kind of doing X Men without doing X Men. Right. Yeah. Okay. Next Men. Yeah. So uh, but that's and then so Hellboy shows up in that. But then and he didn't take Mignola. Didn't was he actually take a, a character in that, or was he? Uh, I don't know. I thought it I've was never like, read that issue. Dark Horse did a lot of stuff where there would be like an eight-page story in the back, like which they, there's a lot of, and there's a lot like the Dark Horse presents did. A, yeah, they did a lot yeah. of that. I too. feel like it was just like they, the next men ran into Hellboy. Okay, and then they were just like, okay, here we're you get. But so Mignola didn't take a traditional comic book approach to the character right so he he never had an ongoing series Mignola yeah, was, would always do like minis they were yeah it was always a, a mini series right and then like and there might be another one like there's a lot but i mean you might see one that oh, runs yeah. four or six issues and then like a month later there's another one that starts a whole new story but it was always positioned as but that was kind of the thing for dark horse they did a lot of stuff like that they like, did all their uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff or Indiana Jones stuff that they Aliens did. Aliens versus Predator, all that stuff. They were all, it was always like, they didn't do a lot of ongoing series with that stuff. It was all just Star like, Wars was kind of their only But even ongoing. then it was like a lot, a lot of that Star Wars stuff was miniseries. The Dark Empire stuff was all minis. Yeah. It's so like much that. easier for people to get into. And that was the know? thought they process. Were ahead of the, they were ahead of the curve yeah. with trades and stuff like that. Especially with licensed properties mm-hmm. where people, they don't know where to start and where to stop. And yeah. it was like, oh, this is your story. Tell people story. to get into Spider-Man 374. <laughs> right. or, you know, right. it's hard. Which is why you get a bunch of new number ones all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I like what they're doing now from the comic book standpoint. I mean, they want to sell issues. They want you to buy them all. Right. You know, understand all the linking issues and, and dark everything. horse is losing their ass they've so i they've, liked when superman did the triangle numbers so like <laughs> oh no that was great yeah yeah so you had it was superman action adventures of man superman of steel. and man of steel and then there'd be a triangle number yep and, they, and so you would know you could figure out which order to read the monthly titles in like because those monthly titles were all connected right yeah. so like you know so if you had you know if you had three issues of action, three issues of Man of Steel, three, you could be like, okay, I read action, you know, four nineteen, right, and then I read Man of Steel twenty two, okay. and then I read, you know, it and was so, super smart, right? It was really smart. Well, at least they do that. They're making they don't do that now. They did that. They did that. Maybe the, the stories don't connect as much. They as don't they used yeah. to, but, as yeah. much. But so, so what he was doing is he would just do these minis, mm-hmm. and so this, I remember looking at the art, and I'm I'm almost positive it was either Guy Davis or Duncan Fergrito. And I was like, "What is?" Because they were not traditional artists of you know that you would see at Marvel or DC. And I just want to go on the record: Duncan Fredito shot first. <laughs> and here I, I will go on record: Duncan Fredito is an amazing artist. <laughs> uh, so like it, it was just it was something new and something, and that's what I was looking for. Like I still loved comics, but I was tired of reading the same stuff. Yeah, and then so Dark Horse and Image started to offer different things. I, back to Dark Horse, they're losing everything. They've lost Conan. Yeah, they've lost Star Wars. They've lost yeah. Alien. Star Wars has been Marvel for a while, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they've lost. Now they're going to lose Alien and Predator as well. Yeah. So, um, so like, so look for lots of concrete reprints, <laughs> yeah, as many as they can do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so like looking at those Hellboy books, I was like, this is super weird, and I like it. So that's how I got back. That's how I started reading Hellboy. Yeah, I thought I would like Hellboy. I, I never did. I bought the first couple miniseries, yeah. and then they just—I was just like, eh. They're, but the the cool part is about Hellboy is Mignola has built such a big world that if you don't like Hellboy, that's fine. You, you can 
you can read the BPRD, right. which is just all those other characters without Hellboy. But see, and that's why I think Guillermo del Toro is such a great director to take on this franchise because if there's one thing he knows, it's world building. Like in one movie, and creatures, yeah, and yeah, creatures. But I mean, you don't have to have ten movies to connect them and find out who everyone is. Like you get into Hellboy or you get into whatever his projects are in that movie, you understand the characters and you understand the world, and he's so good at just conveying this world that you're watching rather than you'd be like what is the the deal with these people and this you know and i guess so, i feel like this one didn't have that pro- i'm gonna tell you right now i enjoyed the crap out of this movie wow. i did not hate it yeah i thought it was f- I, th- I went in with fairly low expectations and i thought it was a lot of fun this wow. is the movie venom should have been i agree like completely like, like venom wanted to be this like down and dirty kind of sleazy yes comic book movie yes with with an anti-hero and like i was thinking that the whole and, time and like and i thought venom was dumb and boring yep and i did not love this movie but i like i feel like for what it was trying to do i was in i was like okay yeah. and like there was there was gore and violence that you don't normally get in a movie like yep. this but a movie like this a Hellboy movie probably should have, and uh-huh. and uh, and you know I was just and my only complaint is I think it should have been about an hour forty five. Uh, yeah, I think it overstated its yeah, welcome. I would agree, but um, yeah, but, I, I was falling asleep during this yeah. one. It was oh, man, very boring. So no, I don't think it was boring. Look, I think those other Hellboy movies are boring. Uh, I, I think don't. I think there were some scenes that just lingered in this one where it was like, get to your next thing, let's move on. There were a lot of slow scenes. In I, this. The pacing, I, the editing. Was I was very shocked at, when people were like, "This is the worst comic book movie ever made." I was oh like, no. Well, this is have the, you seen? That's... This is the problem. So, so I let me step in here at least and and play a little devil's advocate. Like or, more people think like you do, yeah. to think like we do. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. we're but, the odd men yeah. out here. Well, yeah. I mean, just the movie. It, they just tried to do so much. It's like, it's like they took all these Hellboy comics and they, story well, arcs. Here, I will say they took one. This is based on one thing. The well, wild, the way it jumps around, it's I, crazy. I, this I, is I, one it, story. This is arc. based on a 2009 mini called The Wild Hunt, and this it is almost what they've is almost exactly it's all the, in that book. It's okay, all in that book. Well, then it's the editing, with so, the exception of the fight between Hellboy and the Witch. Yeah. Everything is in that book. Okay. And it's eight issues. So, I mean, yeah. you know. So, and maybe that's the problem, though. It's just, it, it seemed like this movie was trying to do so much, and the it just, it was like throwing everything at you and there's so much they're trying to do from the very beginning and trying to teach you this weird mythology and, and it wanted to be a 300 it wanted to be this weird black oh, and white with this red color all. sticking out and it did the well, slow the down scene did, yeah. yeah and it did the slow down speed up thing and right from that first scene it was so frustrating I, yeah that first scene's it, it's, bad it's terrible and that seemed like a, a dollar store bin and and the movie <laughs> does too much there's too many scenes where they're like now let me stop and explain yeah. everything yeah to you. there's so much ex- there's so lazy much yeah there's so much so i think it was very poorly written i think it was trying to emulate these popular comic movies like this will be cool if we do this and then it just it just seemed like it jumped around and again i think that's the editing because he just it, they were just going from here to this part to this i and, will also like neil marshall who directed this is a is a hell of a director yeah like, I, I we've I, talked I, about the descent We've talked about. We haven't about talked about Game of Thrones. He's he on some there? of the best Game of Thrones. Oh, I didn't episodes. know that. Yeah. Okay. This guy is a good director. Yeah. And when you read the stories about the studio interference, apparently he there were like the studio did not let him edit it the way he wanted to, so he got cut out of editing. There's like ten different producers that all had their say. I'm oh. trying to make this movie what they thought. But it you, should know, be. you know who none of the producers are? Who? Mike 
Effin yeah. Mignola, well, <laughs> who's the one guy you should probably they, talk probably. to. Probably. Um, so Neil Marshall, I think, got the raw end of the deal. There were a lot of fights on set. Apparently, um, his DP, who is – I, I, the name escapes me, and it, it was I was looking into it earlier this weekend. But uh, they fired his DP, the DP that worked with him on Game of Thrones. Uh, and apparently the word is – now the studio denies it, of course. But the word is they fired his DP to tell him – you're get, not getting line. The, yes. They fired his DP. He works with, they would not allow a lot of his creative decisions. And again, like they edited what they thought was going to be the best cut. And this is what we end up with. And so do you um, think they do that on purpose to boost the DVD sales when they say, here's, here's Neil Marshall's cut. No, I don't know because I, mean, I don't, look at, I don't think they're their their focus is not home video. Their true. focus is box office. That's fair. That's because true. if your box office is where it needs to be, home video is going to take care of it. Sure. Well, sure. That's true. Like these well, Marvel that's not movies. Always true, though. I mean, like we've seen well, name a hit movie that came out. No, and movies failed that, at home movies video. that fail at oh, the box I'm sorry. office. I was doing the opposite. Movies yeah, that, okay. yeah, okay. yeah <laughs> movies <laughs> that fail can have a second life. That's you what want I meant. a first life. Right. Right. Like, right. You got to get a. Yeah. And those movies will make 100, 200 million. Right. That's icing on the cake. So I think it was very messy editing. I think the humor and the script is awful. I thought these jokes landed like 10%. That's the way the comic feels, though. What? To me, I'm not like, gonna let. I'm not gonna. But no, what I, my, my point <laughs> is though, like to me, in my, from like as I'm watching it, Hellboy is this character who tries to be funny, and, and like it's it's a defense mechanism for him. Like he's trying to be fu- trying to be funny, and so and he's not. Always funny. Interesting. But he's I, trying I think to the movie use, needs to explain. Yeah. I would agree. Because I didn't, I his, didn't, you know, and there were things I liked. I, he but had, those jokes, his his jokes. But he had were, some, some things where, like, there were some odd line readings that he had yeah. that I really kind of dug. Like, you know, and yeah. I can't, none of them stand out for me at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, but I've seen this movie, like, like four or five days ago. Yeah, sure. And I drove to Alabama. <laughs> back, so, um, but, like, he, I was just like, there were a couple times where I'm like, well, that's a weird way to deliver that line, but I kind of dig it. Yeah. Like, and and uh, and this guy's a good actor. I David Harbour, David Harbour, great. yeah, who's on Stranger Things. Yeah, I like him sheriff. as an actor too. Yeah. And again, I don't think this is his fault. I don't think it's the director's fault. Um, but they made some very odd choices. But I think because of the messy editing, I think the editing had a lot to do with it. Because when you're when you have jokes, if you hang too long on the scene right if you don't cut at the right part editing plays a big factor sure, in, sure it does. in humor oh, you can kill a joke with that yeah, yeah so you absolutely. can have the, the best joke on paper but you need the delivery and you right. need the editing and a film to make it right and so this he would say something and it would just linger and yeah. it would be like you could hear the crickets from this you know <laughs> and and so a lot of that didn't work for me and so the humor felt very forced and uh and i just i'm not and i'm not even saying this is a huge fan of the uh del toro movies yeah. like i've seen them i own them i like them i'm not like i don't have any hatred for them but i also don't have the love for them that a lot of people do right but man i just it's hard because you know those exist and like i think that ron perlman and i think del toro did such a better job with building the universe and the characters that like this one just felt it felt so cheap i don't know a lot better way to say that like i it see just, i think the other ones feel cheap Oh, and I like and don't give me like I, yeah. like I said like Del Toro goes all in. I think he elevates it then with his style or something that because be. that dealt it because those movies are Del Toro movies right and he can make a world Duncan, and make it. This is so that Duncan Fergito drew this series yeah. and f- if you ever look at his style he has a very uh, I don't know if he's British but it definitely has like a European style. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of it's like gothic and it's lots of um, like 
dark shading and grays and blacks and things like that. Uh, and I feel like this captures more of Figrito's style, which I thought, like, as I'm watching it, I was like, man, it's it's interesting. Like, if this was on purpose and they tried to mimic his art style into the movie, I feel like they nailed it mm-hmm. for the most part. There are some character changes uh, from the book to this that I found interesting. Uh, like the character, the the uh, the girl that he meets, yeah, is a romantic interest in the in the book. Okay, and she's older, like she's an older character. But I was just like, well, that's an interesting like turn because they like in the in the Del Toro stuff, they kind of hint around the romantic relationship between um, Selma Blair's character sure. and uh, Hellboy. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's this it's this woman, and he kills her. Like oh. in the comic, he accidentally. When he grabs Excalibur, he kills like he's in a he's not in a church or anything. he's in like a uh, like a castle basically, and he grabs Excalibur and this giant hell flame cuts through the entire house and he thinks that he's killed her. Spoilers, he doesn't. I will but, say him with the horns and the flaming sword I, was pretty cool looking. Yeah, I will say that was just cool imagery. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's kind of <laughs> cool, but. Um, we should mention that Mila Jovovich is in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, I had no idea she was in this movie. Well, so and I then I was her, like, did like, the guy that did Paul W.S. Anderson direct this? Because right. that's <laughs> the only time she, she only do it in yeah, movies? I but, thought that worked. Um, but uh, she's the bad guy. She, she plays is, this yeah. witch so in the beginning of the movie in this black, like, it's like black and white with, like, red lipstick. That's you know, how you know it's old time. Did they, yeah. did, was Arthur's... With Ian McShane narrating. I love Ian this, McShane yeah. so I love Ian McShane, He's, too. Ian McShane, if you want to see what a great actor Ian McShane is, this is your movie. It is. Because he really takes some some yes. awful lines <laughs> yeah. and makes them sound okay. He's, he elevates this movie. Yeah. Where, like, if Ian McShane was not in this movie, he's be, so good. Yeah. He's, he so is, good. he's always he's good. He's always good. But you could tell, you could tell, like, when he's reading this dialogue, I'm sure he was reading this, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. it was, just, was Arthur's... You know, before every one of those lines, he's like, are you sure? So the, the, <laughs> The check cleared, though, right? <laughs> like the wire transfer is complete. When he He's, read this, he okay. had, to, yeah, he had to have been like, "Oh my god!" He goes, yeah. "What is John Wick comes out this year, right?" right. Yeah. Okay, good. He's but like, was Arthur's dragon red? I don't, uh, I don't remember. But there was a lot of this, like it was black and white, but they were like red. Because I remember it reminded me of like a Sin City thing, where yeah, they okay. were like, "Oh, this is in color, but it's black and white," and the slow speed up, slow down thing. So and they I'm like, doubled. You're down. doing every single comic book trope. They, can, they they double down on, in the book at least they double down on the king arthur uh legend yeah like that is a major i think plot that's really point. interesting because see i had never read them and i'm like king arthur's in the help yeah like, like yeah. he's the son of king he's the so in the book at least so you know the sto- lady uh is it pendragon whoever king arthur's sister is right tricks he's arthur pendragon so that would make okay sense. so it's what, morgana anyway yeah arthur's sister tricks him into sleeping with her oh boy and she has a son and he uh is going to become the uh he challenges arthur mm. to be the king of england they both kill themselves no, that's arthur five is that what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they kill they both kill themselves okay. but what they don't know is that arthur that the son arthur's actual biological son yeah. had other children oh and but then arthur's people go and kill those boys what they didn't know is that she that in the that he had a daughter as well. So the daughter Oh, and Moses sent the daughter down the correct, river. Correct. Okay. The, I get it. So they like in the in the movie they pretty much get it without having to go into 
Because, I mean, yeah. the Arthur story is nuts balls. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> there is so much to it. And they, they pick and choose in the book, and they do it fairly well in this, where they basically say it's Arthur's, so this, like, granddaughter. So in this one, there's, like, an evil witch, and Arthur decides to chop her up and put her into little boxes. So the deal, yeah, there's a, there's a witch, Arthur and Merlin come to, like, kind of bend the knee, if you will, given what today is. Uh, and the, the Mila Jovich's like other lackeys kind of turn on her and gives Arthur and Merlin the upper hand rather than then they know they they can't kill her so they chop her up into pieces put these pieces into boxes seal them with like a you know a holy yeah thing, little curse whatever little, and yeah. you cannot open the boxes unless you speak the words mm. and then they go all over England thus negating her rise to power flash forward <laughs> so this movie so she sends bebop from ninja turtles to, who was also like a major like his his hatred for hellboy uh goes like they get into it like and i wish they would have gotten into it because there's all he's he was like but when they he, showed how close is it from what they showed apparently it's he fairly was, close he was taking over but uh, he yes as that leg. is all legit yeah. and he was pissed because that was his way so in the his backstory is he was this amazing warrior and he fell in love with this woman and his true form was that warthog thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, like he fell in love with this woman and the woman was like, let me see you. Like, let me see you as you. And he was like, I can't. The curse that I have is if you see me in that manner, I and you scream, I will be stuck like this. So she's like, I promise. I promise I won't scream. So he turns and she doesn't scream. And then he turns into a bird. And then the, oh. a, no wait no wait a cat eats the bird, and then she screams. So he's stuck in the form of it's a big oh. so like there's a whole story as to so like why one, he's why trying he stuck because the... so he goes and he becomes like this uh, he makes a deal with the fairies, and he being the warthog guy makes a deal with the fairies to take the changeling mm-hmm. who was the of this baby and that was his way to get back to being normal. When but how did he get stuck in this version? Did they never explain? They it? never explain. Okay, because that's this. what I'm they wondering why do. he's stuck in this form because he's supposed. They to. They never explain. Okay. They just say that this like Hellboy screwed him over, basically. Right. So I wish there was a little backstory to elaborate. That's one of those things they like to tell us everything else that we don't <laughs> right. care about. And then there's this really interesting, weird pig creature that's mad at Hellboy, and right. they're like, "Nah, he meh, backstory he, stuff." But there, yeah, in the Wild Hunt, there's like okay. he gets his own book. Like he gets his own issue as to explain so what happened to him. Hellboy goes so to a wrestling forward, match, which I thought I liked this scene. Like this is this it was, was really fun. getting into some uh, what's that movie? Some Nacho Libre? No, from Dust Till Dawn. It was really oh, get, yeah, very it was much. really getting into some weird with the and was it practical effects or was it uh, CG? I think his I think the, the the face was probably practical. Yeah, it looked like they were doing some weird. Wasn't. I was like. Okay, this is getting interesting when I yeah. saw this, but so Hellboy goes to Mexico to bring God, the back. The humor just killed it for me. All the the quips just really I was, I was cheap into it. it to me, really. oh. <laughs> so he goes to Mexico to bring back an agent who was there to look up for uh, who was trying to get recon on a vampire yeah. nest. Spoiler: He became a vampire. Became, they got him, and yeah. he's you know he's fighting in the in the lucha libre arena, mm-hmm. and then he has to have a match. He basically calls Hellboy out, and I this I I like the makeup more for David Harbor. That I did, I felt like he was able to emote more, I guess, than Ron Perlman was. I didn't like his body makeup. That chest suit was, Ooh, really, was yeah, really the bad. body it didn't bother the me. The body was it was really bad. bad looking. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so they he fights him, and he realized that then he turns into a legit like from dusk till dawn vampire. Yeah. But he ends up staking him and through he a pop, post yeah, or something. He and... like drives him through the post and 
the the vampire as he's dying kind of says something to him and nobody knows what it means so he gets hellboy goes and he's getting drunk and finally the, the two agents from the bprd which is the bureau for paranormal defense uh show up and have to, they have to bring him back into the fold um it's interesting that they like the guy i don't remember who played burkholm in it was somebody like it was a big british actor though like okay. it was and it, he looked like that guy looked like the character like okay. they they did the makeup right to make him look like that character ian mcshane's not even close <laughs> like it's just like he's like nope we did they're like, Ian, can we put a mustache on you? Can I grow it myself? No, we just want to put one on you. Then no. He's like, not. I've got American Gods, my own series over here, <laughs> right. and I've got John Wick over here. Like, I've got Deadwood. Be, like, this is what I look like. <laughs> right. You are not changing yeah. this. <laughs> so he brings him in, and finally he says, like, the Osai, you know, Hellboy's kind of pissed that uh, he allowed this agent, because they, they were buddies. He allowed this agent to go by himself, and it's kind of his fault, and finally... Uh, Ian McShane. Oh, have we just, gotten to the Thomas Hayden Church flashback scene yet? No, but I love every <laughs> second. Lobster Johnson <laughs> oh is my God. like they did the. Ba- I thought it was hilarious because it was so pul- like they leaned into the camp and the pulp. But that's Lobster Johnson. <laughs> I is bet a character. it is Lobster Johnson. That's a, yeah, the lobster. But that's <laughs> I mean that's what Hellboy does. That's yeah. exactly what like, Hellboy does. Yeah, yeah, like, like that's he. I mean he's had j- probably just as many miniseries as Hellboy yeah. has. Like he's a main character in that in that in that world yeah and it was awesome when he shows up i was like holy crap i like what they were trying to do i think this movie was trying to do a lot of cool things but again and maybe it's the editing but like the the humor did not hit for me everything felt so cheap the way that it was done and and took me out of it because it was like they want to be this this is this gritty you know, F words flying around, you know, Ian McShane is cursing his narration. Everyone's doing whatever. Then the violence is super bloody. They're like, this is what you want, blah, blah, blah. And then they go into the jokey stuff. Cause like, Oh, people love jokes in these Marvel movies. And I feel like they just jumped in their tone to where they, they didn't have their own Hellboy feel. It was like, let's throw this at the wall. Cause it's popular. So let's here's this. this is, they know that Deadpool worked and they know yeah. that Venom worked and they mashed that. Yeah. Two together. And I didn't like that because it's like, I want a tone. Like when Guillermo del Toro, makes a Hellboy movie. It feels like a GDT Hellboy movie and he builds his own world and it's his own tone. It, it is what it me, is. It never, so like, but do you know what I mean? Like I he do, made, I do. he made his world yes. and it was his yes. and it, it, you like it or you don't, it's what it is. This movie felt like it was so, uh, just uneven. I, yeah, I get you know? that. And I get that for sure. That so like it. it's tell Toro always uses those, uh, like high contrast yellows and reds and whites and, um, that's not what a Hellboy comic is to me, at least like Hellboy. Ha- he's had, like I said, Duncan Fergrito, Guy Davis, uh, John Cor, John Corbin. Was that right? Richard Corbin. Like those are like, they're more Gothic artists mm. who use like a muted color palette. Like yeah. the, the bright spots is the bright spot is Hellboy. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that is of any real color I mean, Del Toro clearly made Hellboy into a Del Toro movie. Yes. That's what it looked like, yes. right? Because I all think the- Del Toro kind of, uh, he uh, he shined it. He did. Like, you know, like. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Know, you know, Kubrick took Stephen King's book. Right. And, and as a jumping off point, but made it very much his own thing. Yeah. And The Shining movie is, it might be my favorite Kubrick movie. I'm not a big fan of Kubrick. He always comes across as just kind of cold and detached. I to would me. kind of agree. And, 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 but I, but I think the shining is really good. I also like Stephen King and I love that book and they're That's two, interesting. They're but, so different. And they're two totally different experiences. And I also get that 
you know, if I had seen them, read the book and then saw the movie kind of in real time, I probably would not have liked the movie. Sure. It, you know, I have the, that's why I, I like, have the benefit of time. That's right? why I like watching those in reverse order. Yeah. You know, I love watching the remake of the adaptation first just yeah. to detach myself and yeah. then I can judge it on its own thing rather than because yeah. that's what, you know, 90% of the time, what does every single book reader say about the movie? Oh, it's better, and the the book is better. I mean, ninety right. percent of the time, yeah. every. So it's like I love doing the opposite way and kind of sure. judging them, and then being like, "Oh, the book is really good, but I like what the movie did." And right? Yeah, I think so. I think Del Toro took took that book yeah. and yeah. was like, "Oh, these are elements that I can play with. I'll just mess with and, them, and, I can and do they'll it. let me do it because it's under the guise of a comic book movie. Right? Nobody's going to say that's weird, and so yeah. and then he went and did his own thing with those building blocks. Yeah, and even I mean, when you see Abe Sapien in the del toro stuff like he's like a bright blue where in the books he's almost like a muted blue yeah. like it's almost well, like clearly a grayish for blue. the visual he wasn't making sin city no no, you know no absolutely. I mean? so he had yeah, to yeah. bring color into it it couldn't stand as a black and white book with a red well, Hellboy, uh, what, you know? what i mean by black and white, it's it's not muted. black and, right right yeah, but yeah, i mean but that yeah. wouldn't work he's trying to make a vibrant world right like it it wasn't because uh, it would be like a Zack snyder thing right like muted yeah, colors that's true and he, he wasn't going for that but with this one so hellboy gets called in what is the osiris Mc- club okay is is this club that um Hunts they hunt giants. they hunt giants yeah. and so ian mcshane sends them here yeah, because like they need your help allegedly like they could take on one giant two giant but not three there's three so, three giants so he goes and they he kind of gets the breakdown of what the you know and this is all right out of the wild hunt like this is all in there and we see that which is so weird when you, if you see missing link and he goes to this club of hunters it's just <laughs> so funny. weird to watch this kid's movie <laughs> that has a very the similar plot. plot that he goes to. uh so we find out that you know he's hellboy is kind of getting the lowdown he's talking to these you know super creepy and not super creepy but like one percenters who yeah. are the you know hunters and so he goes into this room and well, their lineage and it's all that it's their family has old passed money. down old yeah. money yeah exactly. gener- they've been hunters since right the olden days and you even see ian mcshane in like a really old picture right that's what i'm saying yeah so he's going around we see the, all these giant literally giant heads yeah like they're trophies, like trophies but giants yeah. and there's pictures of each hunting party and in one of these hunting parties is ian mcshane's guy doc dr burkholz and he uh and what does he say i didn't really understand he's basically saying that like he was one of the best hunters like that's what he did is he hunted but monsters. the aging some he's like, but doesn't he look the same or he something? does look there's, the same but we know that like there's something going on with uh why they're not aging okay uh and that's what i didn't understand but again i haven't read so are we supposed to like do readers know what's going on no they, because burkholz does age Okay. Like he does get older throughout. So they never the, explain it in this movie, no, though. They just no. kind of go. He has an age. Okay. All right. Move okay. along. Because right. uh, he's like, I'm like looking for answers. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. When I say, I, when I say they, move along, I mean the, the yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. No, like, no, totally. Like, I thought I'm, they didn't age. It was part of their curse to kill giants at, like until the giants were gone. That they but, they, but they kept coming back. Yeah. Like, so they wouldn't. There is no, like. Which is why they weren't I guess They weren't getting rid of all the giants. It was just they keep rising from the grave. Uh, so this is where Hellboy starts to have like a, a moment of crisis where he's just like, if he, if his job was to kill monsters, why didn't he kill me? Mm-hmm. So, um, they go on the hunt and everything's going, f- you know, fine. And Hellboy's trying to get the lay of the land. Everything's hunky dory. And then he's, I do like the line where he's just like, this is weird. Like, I feel like this is the perfect spot for a trap. And then of course he gets a spear through his back and he was yeah. like, Oh, perfect. All right. Great. So, uh, so he has to fight all these giant hunters. Yeah. So now the 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 hunters today, we should say that they had like a a mystic who kind of told them where the hunt where the giants would be. But she also divulged information that Hellboy was going to bring about 
the end of the world. Now, in the comic, they're saying that like Hellboy is going to Hellboy is the uh, true king of England. And these hunters are like, there's no way we would ever allow the son of a demon to take the throne. So we have to kill you in the process. Do they ever prophesize when he becomes Hellman? No, he's always Hellboy. Okay. Yeah. When he, I guess maybe when he, when he pulls Excalibur, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, curious, how long does one be, stay a Hellboy? <laughs> as long as he wants. Uh, well, I, in a later issue, he starts a musical group, Hellboys to Men. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, they, they take him down. And then, you like, as Hellboy is starting to pass out. This is a cool shot because he goes underwater. Right. Yeah. But then you see another giant, guy die. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You see the, the, the main the guy's, guy's head, head or whatever because he had a weird hat on. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's how you know because he jokes with him. Do I get to wear the hat? No, I'm the head of the hunt. <laughs> and you see the guy's head with the hat go in the, water. in the water. I like that. I like that camera angle. Maybe this is with the original DP or whatever. Yeah. But I like that showing it from that POV underwater. It was a cool shot. So then Hellboy kind of wakes up. And this is the thing is Hellboy can't die. Like, it's, it's going to take more than... A, a spear through the chest. I was wondering or, about that. And yeah. later on, you know, they say, "Oh, you heal really fast." He died. Like he has died. Like there's okay. the. I think the last Hellboy miniseries is called Hellboy in Hell, and it, okay. I mean he has died. For background, and and I don't because I don't think they explained it in this. You know, uh, what is Hellboy? Is he so the Hellboy son is of Satan or no? Something? No, he's what? the he's the son of the one of the descendants of King Arthur. Oh, he's one of these spawn of the. So the 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 woman, the mm-hmm. girl of the the daughter. Um, of the got, Arthur and sister thing. So there was Arthur and the sister, mm-hmm. and they had a son. They had a, and then that, and then that kid had other children. Yeah, and he and one of the they killed all the boys, but one of the girls got away. Okay, and then that girl had a child, and then so like you know back back you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah yeah. So then one of those children got into witchcraft. Okay, and then hooked up with a demon. Oh okay, because I'm like, how in the hell hooked up with a demon? Do you make a Hellboy? And then she had Hellboy. Okay, so he is this product of a. She he is the he is the first male descendant, or he is the only male descendant of the King Arthur. Killed. Okay, and this demon. Okay, so that's how I he that's why he can take Excalibur. Got like it. he's the last of the bloodline. Okay. Um, which is they all get in like this isn't for the movie like yeah Mike Mignola set all this stuff up like it's oh because I certainly <laughs> didn't understand all that from the movie so <laughs> I don't tell me that uh so yeah so he kind of wakes up and I do like where he sees like the pile of bodies and he's like I guess you did need me after all yeah and then uh because don't they explain they explained earlier that they feast on people and suck on their bones yeah. or whatever and you see a whole I mean, pile of the high pile of people like yeah. they, they don't leave bodies behind because yeah. it's food. So uh, in the book, he kind of has like this uh, companion that turns him invisible in this moment that allows him to like walk past the giants and the giants don't notice him. So he can just kind of get out of there. They kind of they get into the fact that he likes the violence and he like so he's just he kind of says F it becomes uninvisible and then goes after the giants Mm. and kills them all. And he's like. There was a moment where I was cutting one of their heads off where I was like, I love this. Like, I mm. this is what I enjoy the most. In this one, they don't really, like, they just happen to see him, and then the fight He just happens. wakes up, and then he starts fighting them. Right. So they don't really get into the fact that he, his internal, he is struggling with not being that demon. Yeah, I wish they would have addressed that. I think that would have been more interesting I guess for they the do character. When, when he pulls, when he's going to 
when he touches Excalibur. Well, that's true. That's true. But I, it, it would have been interesting to build that up, and that giant scene would have been the perfect scene, right. To show that of his struggle with that, because it just seems like he's just being Hellboy. Like he's he just, that, that's basically. You know, what, yeah. I, I would have liked to have had that character grow right. a little more. Right. So uh, he gets Big knocked fight. around by the giants. He kills the giants for the most part, and then he gets picked up by this girl. So. And what was the deal with it? Oh, she, is she the one, the baby that he saved? She's the baby that okay. he saved, yeah. With the the pig thing we were talking about yes. earlier, he was trying to take the place of this baby, and so Hellboy he eventually yeah, gets her back, and so she's always, and she's been indebted to him for saving her life. Right. So, and they, they're, in, like I said, in the comics, she's an Irish woman with bright red hair, and uh, she has a, like, he, she and Hellboy are dancing around each other like throughout the majority of the miniseries that they're a couple or that they are into each other so in this one they change it to a young i would say like a teenage teenager yeah, she looks she's about 19 or 20, 19 yeah, or 20. she looked yeah. like she was of legal age to, yeah. <laughs> to date a hell man yeah, right but we find out that she kind of she pulls hellboy uh back to her apartment and she's like a medium where she can talk to people from beyond the grave that's a pretty cool effect i i did so do you ever see the haunting that. in connecticut yes it was totally that yeah. was it yeah. okay yeah, yeah, i haven't yeah. so i uh, see that was, was the first very thing I similar I'm like, to that i'm like yeah. oh that's by gnarly similar, i mean like, exactly, exactly the same <laughs> she throws up this like ectoplasm spiritual like gross thing and it turns into a person that talks to you yeah and so i was like that's pretty yeah cool. that's right out of the haunting okay. in connecticut <laughs> Which is also a great little movie. Okay. Uh, so she kind of brings him, brings Hellboy back and they have this discussion and um, they decide that like, okay, like we have to go together. Uh, so they kind of team up and then we're introduced to... So this is Alice is the girl. Alice. Yeah. Thank you. And um, then they go back to the BR, BPRD. BPRD. And this is where we meet. Uh, is this where we... No. This is where him a, and the, his dad ha- have the fight. Yeah. He's but like, we, why didn't you tell me? We're introduced... Oh, okay. Something happens in their apartment, in that yeah. apartment where that's they're where the, B, the they come in and take them back. And he's like, "Couldn't you have, like they the BP RD RD they come storm in. the, yeah. the oh, apartment? Oh, that's right. That's and right. And take them back. And then they have she has the fight. They have, he has the fight with his dad about why didn't right. you tell me that I was going. But then we're introduced the to the third character, the, the fourth character in this, which is the the Asian dude. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Jin from Lost. Yeah. 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 Who there? This was the this he's was on Hawaii Five O. This too, was right? the yeah. thing of controversy. Is he still? Like, I thought he left. Well, at some point, yeah. I, I don't watch. Well, it. he I quit because well, it was a big deal because they weren't paying him the same as okay. the other actors, and he, oh. walked, and he walked. And that Daniel Scott Con wasn't getting the was getting was that Scott Con's on that show? Maybe uh, Scott Con. Scott Con. Don't you sorry. <laughs> Scott Con. That's, rocky, rocky that's Daniel Day Kim yeah. is the actor. Yeah. Is that He's really good. his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting choice. Da- besides well, Daniel Day Lewis, I think his parents. Chose That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, but like, so I think when this movie was announced, they cast a white guy in this role. Oh, so this was a controversy. This thing? This was a controversy thing. Okay. And oh, because in the story, he's an Asian character. I, he's not in the Wild Hunt at all. But in the books, he's. A, he's I no. don't know who this guy is. Well, then I need why to go was back. there a con- casting controversy? Because I think this. I think he is a character in the Hellboy universe. That's what, okay. That's what with was, with the BPRD. Gotcha. Uh, and they cast a white dude and then they there was an uproar and then the dude left wait hold on F- please if anyone knows the answer to this PewDiePie's in this movie or is someone on wikipedia effing with everybody oh i don't know 
<laughs> he can't be in this movie. That sounds like a joke. No, there's no I, way. Okay, I just I was just reading because I was going through the plot because I I was having trouble remembering it. <laughs> <laughs> I see that that's got to be like one of those fake. Wikipedia yeah, that can't movies. be. Yeah. Okay, if carry he on. is, he's like a voice of you know. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Carry. I don't think anybody wants to work with him. Right no, now. no, I don't think that's true. I mean, I know I don't think you're <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like there was I, they cast somebody and then it was just like, what are you doing? And then that person pulled out of the movie. And then they cast gotcha. this guy. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um, and people were just like, woo. And then, that, then this movie happened. So, so weird noise guy, for people to collect yeah, collectively. Is, so yeah. this weird. guy has got some weird back. He's pissed. He's yeah. got a big scar on his face. Mm-hmm. We don't really know anything about him. He just doesn't like monsters, basically. Yeah. But they, what, what is then, it? I can't so remember. She, they do. They're... They go back to the BPRD. They have the fight with the dad, Hellboy. And because at this point... So we've seen the flashback where Hellboy was saved by Ian McShane. Right. He comes yeah. out like so... Ras- this is the scene from the first Hellboy mm. where Rasputin is trying to resurrect this demon and he stopped in the process. This is where Lobster Johnson mm. shows up and it was hilarious. I loved this scene. This was great. Uh, and then as... Uh, Ian McShane's character is going to kill whatever comes out of this thing. We find it's a cute it's, little Hellboy. It's mini Hellboy. Yeah. If you've never read, see, I get where he gets the name from, right? Because at first I'm like, why is he called Hellboy? He comes okay. out a little baby. If it's you've never, baby. there's a, there's a, I think there's a one shot by Mike Bignola, and I guess I think it is Duncan Fergrito called Pancakes, and it's the first time little Hellboy has pancakes. Mm. It is one of the, it's one of the best like little one shots you'll ever read. Mm. Go find it. It's fantastic. So yeah, so he comes out and then Ian McShane kind of has a change of heart where he doesn't kill this yeah. thing and he adopts it and turns it into a... And that's Hellboy's point where he's like, you turned me into a weapon. And he's like, I'm just trying to make the best you I could make. Yeah. Uh-oh, the house is on fire. It's uh, interesting we're talking about Hellboy. I know, and the whole house, yeah. That's what happens when we talk about Hellboy is the house <laughs> almost catches on fire. It's like, you should not be seeing or talking about this movie. Don't do it. So he comes, you know, he has the, the throwdown with his dad. Uh, and he kind of storms off. Well, that's when the that that other witch lady right the Mila grabs jo- him. He goes in, yeah he goes into the elevator and it right. goes down instead of up right and, yeah. And she kind of says, and this is where he kind of starts to turn a little bit, where he's just like, "Why do you want to f- like we you and I can we you can be my king and we will fix this and we'll make it right." And he starts to have kind of a crisis of faith where he does struggle with the demon part. Rather than the Arthur side, yeah, we should yeah. say pig creatures found all her body parts, right, puts and her together, put her back together, right? And I was glad that happened quickly because when they were like in the opening scene, where they had, like, just had the one crate. seven parts, and we'll <laughs> put, her, and then I'm like, is this movie gonna be seven <laughs> times of them trying to find her? No, oh just, my god, just the head and an arm. Yeah, that's all we need to see. Yeah. Uh, so he goes. They they figure out uh, where they need to. We should say that Hellboy. Oh th- no, you're right. The other witch. Uh, Baba, whatever, kind of says Duke. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, which is another like she's a character in the books as well. Um, which is weird that Ian McShane's and John Wick and they call I, him right? the Boogeyman, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah. Okay, so she kind of says like you screwed me over, but I will tell you what you want to know where to find her if you give me your eye. And he was just like, cool, done. Uh, but so I'm gonna need it first. And she's so like, he's like, yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. Let's steal it with a kiss. And I do like, we're oh, like, she kisses oh, him. It was, was super so gross, nasty. But I liked when he comes back into the BPRD. Like he's still constantly like, oh, ugh. like he's still messed up about it. Like because it was so gross. Um, so he kind of tricks her into giving her the info. They go to where they need to go, which is this uh, like church. They're going. They're 
why do they go to see Merlin first? Oh, that's that's the key. Is like the way you're going to beat her is you need to go find Merlin. Uh-huh. So they find uh, where Merlin has because Merlin uh, in the beginning of the movie kind of inf- like instigated the the what do you call it revolt against yeah. Mila Jovich. She tricks like she buries Merlin forever, and he he won't die until the the curse is lifted. So Hellboy unearths Merlin. And Meanwhile, Mer- Ben is walking around with a Hellboy killer that he got from some priests. Right, right. With the holy water. Which that was kind of cool. I was like, it's got like the tears of whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's fine. So, because he's walking around this whole time thinking like, I'm going to put got one Hellboy sh- You down. got one shot. He was like, you may want to aim for the head. Like, well, his brain's kind of small. So, <laughs> I'll just hit him in the chest. Uh, so, this is where we get the backstory that Hellboy is the last male descendant of King Arthur. He can pull Excalibur if he wants to. And he kind of touches it, and we see uh, if he pulls this sword out of the stone, if you will, right? Uh, he will usher in the end of the world. Like, by, by taking the sword, he will usher in the end of the world. And he won't do it. So, of course, Merlin kind of says, I used the last of my magic to give you that opportunity, and you mucked it up. And Merlin kind of disintegrates and dies. Hmm. So, now, Hellboy, they have to go find... They realize that he they have no other choice... They have to go find the Excalibur and they know that it's I don't know how they figure out that it's in this one spot. It's underneath this church and that's where Mila Jovich is. This is where we get as they're flying there. This is where we get the backstory on Ben where he was part of this uh, military operation. He's attacked by this Jaguar and he's the only one that survives. Turns out it was a werewolf of some sort. It's a werewolf jaguar. A werewolf jaguar. Now he turns into cat person. Which I was just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, like, from the other Hellboys, you had a guy who was a fish. You right. had a gal yeah. that, you know, could control flames. Yeah, let's just be weird and well, go for it. What was funny was, so I fell asleep during that part. Oh. And then I woke up finding out he could turn into a cat person. <laughs> to my surprise. And uh, Hellboys, like or demons are like ripping people in half i was like yeah. what is happening oh here? man when those demons come out of the out of the out of the ground and just start i mean murdering yeah. Yeah. Not, like, and not in like I, a oh we don't see it on screen like yeah. they're tearing yeah. people apart they, they own their yes. r rating yes that, they that's did so like i mean I, I saw this in like the middle of the day or like 11 a.m yeah. i was it was not late but i was having a snooze during this but i wake up to that and I'm like, i think like, yeah, i missed something let's do it i saw it in imax <laughs> did you and uh and it was a loud movie bold move it, well, i mean it was that was where it was showing so <laughs> to the bodies right. fly there was probably like six people in the theater yeah so to whoever the guy is that decided to book the seat two seats over what for a me. dick you're a weirdo and i don't <laughs> want to ever see you at a urinal <laughs> <laughs> like it's an empty theater. Yeah, take it. Take three rows back. Same like seat. Two seats over. What are, are you, you doing? Me? Don't be weird. Yeah, we had six at my showing too. No, I saw mine at nine thirty in the morning, and I fell asleep during. It. What was wrong with you? I just it was a, it was just boring. <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't fall asleep during this because it, it was, was so loud. loud. <laughs> I saw an IMAX. Yeah, maybe like, that's why. I was I, I was feeling bad for the other movies. Oh. Like, I was like, the, like what I, did you, oh. When we saw Pet Cemetery, yeah, and they're doing one of the scenes, we're and so quiet, and you could hear, but you could hear it was, yeah, uh, the Elton Marvelous. John movie. You could hear the trailer for the Elton oh. John, yeah, movie. yeah. And I was like, this doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't think the she should die to the tiny dancer. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what it was. Yeah. It was. It was when Ellie gets hit by the truck, and yeah. we're hearing oh, Tiny yeah. Dancer, yeah, or Tony Dancer. So he turns into on. this cat, right? Man. So there's a so they they get into this church. They figure out that Arthur's tomb is underneath the church, um, and 
she the Mila Jovich's character kind of has she's kicking the crap out of Hellboy left and oh the this is where we get the big the pig the is massive like mm-hmm. he, she gives him the power to be massive and uh this the Ben turns into the jaguar cool little f- I liked this fight like it was fun um and then we he goes he we find this hole and Hellboy kind of falls down the hole and he's like look I'll do whatever like she's got um the dad and he's like look I'll do it I'll do, you've already just let him go I'll do it I'll do whatever you want you've already you've got me and she's like yeah I know and then slits uh Ian McShane's throat and kind of throws him in there and this pushes Hellboy over the edge uh and he grabs the sword and he gets the horns and he comes walking out of this hole but he's not Hellboy anymore. Like he's demons not, are flying he, everywhere. He, yeah, he opens the this opens yeah, the portals opens of hell, the, yeah. and all of these demons are coming out. And I mean, gutting people, yeah. tearing yeah. them this to shreds, I, yeah, like I mean, pulling I mean, heads off, deboning yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was probably only asleep for like five <laughs> minutes or so, but I fell asleep before this, and I woke up to him getting the sword, right, right. And hell, hell breaking loose, literally. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> like to wake up to oh, people. Oh, they go to see them. Merlin because the, the Mila Jovich throws a. a poison dart into alice's neck and the only person oh, that can heal right, them yeah. is merlin yeah. uh that's jovovich just so you know whatever <laughs> she's not listening. she's also alice if you want to get serious <laughs> like yeah. she said uh but so jovovich is her real jovovich name. is a real name yes. lilu <laughs> uh so yeah so he this is it like the prophecy is coming true nobody can stop him he looks amazing like he looked badass with that so the flaming excalibur like i like the flaming flame crown it's cool imagery yeah it's very cool so as he's about ready to consummate the relationship i guess with mila jovich uh jovich 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 Jovich, all right uh alice uses her power to because ian mcshane is still i mean he'd only been dead two minutes so his spirit was still there so she does the weird creepy throw up throw up thing and there's him and uh he you know ian mcshane kind of gives a little speech breaks whatever hold uh the the witch has on hellboy and hellboy cuts her head off snaps his he snaps he he cuts her head off right and then he snaps his horns off which is a thing from the um comics as well but also i think del toro had done it mm. i do like the scene where they're filing yeah filing, keeping them <laughs> keeping them like down where he's yeah just, like, filing see, them I, off. I really like the relationship between him and his dad i yeah, like that where he's filing like you're saying and see i wish when they killed off him i'm like oh i mean not that this would get a sequel but i'm just like <laughs> i really like the relationship between those two i kind of yeah. wanted more of that because it was really neat to know like that he's raised him and he's his dad and i just wanted to know more about that so yeah there, I there's, a, there's a lot honestly the, the pancakes like yeah. go, that's that's a good way to start with okay. the relationship uh so he cuts her cuts her head off um and then i guess he drop kick it somewhere or something i can't remember what he, what is he, he kicks it down it? to the he kicks it he into, kicks it into, into the, the pits, into, of, into hell. The pits yeah. of hell so like her body's there but they'll never get her head back yeah. uh the, so the everything kind of seals back up does he put this does he break the sword I don't even remember what happens to the sword. Like, everything, I don't, maybe he doesn't. Either way. Yeah, I don't know where it goes. Like I don't remember anyone having it. I, yeah, I don't clueless. remember either. Uh, so everything kind of seals back up. Uh, they go... Yeah, everything's okay, except for the yeah. hundreds ben of people throws that away were Because yeah. yeah. he's like, oh, he throws, this guy's he throws the bullet good. away, right? Yeah. And then they we get Alice 
who who finds out that her power like she can knock spirits out of bodies which i thought was kind of cool like she just punches them and then the spirit kind of comes out of it so like six months later they're a team and right. they save this big action set piece for like the very last which was so. cool like a little to kickstart my heart which i was like sure why not yeah i don't care at this point i'm already like whatever yeah. so there's a it good just a- felt i don't know it felt very reminiscent of every other cool action it just felt like such an imitation to right. me like it could have been cool but also i feel like i've seen it a million times like sure. let's do this badass fight scene between that goes between the trio to this rock music or whatever i'm like you know, that was in i on. had fun i don't care uh so they they go in they they take everything out and then they they just like oh that's already been destroyed and they kind of wipe off like this canister you know this reminded me of it was the yondu arrow scene from guardians of the galaxy 2 i think where he's oh. killing everybody and you're seeing these different shots of the arrow the going problem, around and, that's the problem is you're gonna like as soon as somebody does it everybody's gonna try to copy yeah, it i mean I it just, was a cool tracking yeah, shot i mean i know it's a fake tracking sure, shot, sure. but it was still but like the, that, in this or guardians and well, I'm sure it was well, fake. Guardians both, was but do you think it was fake in Guardians? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> but this was yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So they go down. They there's this like a, a tube basically, and they wipe off the the nameplate, and it's like you know Sapien, and of course you see the hand, and we'll get it's Abe yeah. Sapien who is. A much cooler I, version of a shape of water. Shape of water. I was thinking the whole time <laughs> what this movie's lacking is the fish, the fish guy from fish Shape of Water. Yeah, if there was more what? fish sex in this movie, it would have been better. But no, we're gonna get a well. well we probably yeah. won't get a sequel. When the sequel no. to this comes we, uh, out, then then so there's two post credit sequences. Oh, there were. Yes, <laughs> oh, I left. So there's one where kind of like Hellboy's sitting at at Burkholtz's grave and he's reminiscing, and then here comes Lobster Johnson. And they have this interaction, and he like Hellboy's freaking out because he's a huge fan of Lobster Johnson. Thomas Hayden Church is just owning the <laughs> camp of the scene, and uh, like they kind of go back and forth. He's like, "This is not what your dad would want." Like he wants you to get back out there. He's like, "You're right, you're right." He's like, and there's an awkward pause, and Lobster Johnson goes, "You want to see the claw?" And he's like, "Yes, I would like to see the claw, please." And of course, he puts his hand up, and there's the claw. And then that's he's like, "That was the coolest thing I've ever seen." And then we go to the other, the second to last post the, the last post credit sequence is uh Bobby Yaga talking and setting to somebody, up for a sequel to setting movie. up for the villain for the sequel uh talking to this person off screen and you don't really see you don't you see nothing but but her this character was um a backup story to the in the wild hunt like they tell this story of this great warrior who was undefeated and he couldn't you know he uh got hurt on the fields of battle he kind of indentures himself to this this dragon and the dragon adopts him as a son and gives him this uh, impenetrable shirt basically so he can't be killed in the battlefield he earns the the and apparently this the, comes from russian folklore so this is oh, something okay. they adapted from yes. folklore yeah so then you know the anyway there's a big story where he becomes the woman that he marries he didn't she didn't want to marry him they have him killed, and then the dragon is so pissed that he brings this person back again, but without a soul. Okay. Uh, and then so he, he's just living without a soul and cannot die. He cannot die and wants to die, mm. but he's a killing machine. And uh, the Baba Yaga kind of says, if you kill Hellboy for me, I will give you what you want. That's the big outline. It's like, uh, yeah, I will you, let you die. I will let you die. Yeah. And if you've, like, in the Wild Hunt, it's like a five or six page backup of, of a story. Kind of like the... Uh, what was the 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 thing in, in Watchmen? Yeah, it was like that. Oh, okay. And then he, that character shows back up later. Gotcha. And that's that's it. That's Hellboy. I enjoyed the crap out of it. 
it was it was i thought it was it was that's i mean i get it like but i also like it was down and dirty and it wasn't trying to do anything in my opinion it wasn't trying to do i feel like they knew they were rebooting movie that kind of had an art house pedigree right and they were like we need to go run as far from that pedigree as possible i agree and and it's it's interesting not often we're all three in different spots like you loved it you hated it and i'm kind of like I, it was okay i would watch it, it i would watch it again yeah i you know i think there was maybe a movie in there because again the things they tried to yeah. i liked but the fact that he was locked out of the editing room the director like i think that the studio thought they knew what was the best and they ended up with a big mess yeah and here's if, uh, here's what i don't here's what they should honestly do if they're gonna do this you you take the tone of you do what Venom wanted to do, right? And you started the like there's you started the first Hellboy mini, right? Like that you get then you get your origin out of the way in that first movie, and then you just like each movie can be one of the like there's so many mini series out there. It's designed to be a franchise that doesn't require you to see the ones that came before. You don't have to, yeah. Like they may reference people that they were just like because like, when you're reading the wild, like Hunt, James Bond. Exactly. I mean, James Bond movies are like that. He you is kind ha- of like a monster James Bond. Like you don't have to see the other James Bonds, and they'll reference it. And if you're a nerd and you're really into it, it you, then it's yeah. cool to see. But if you're yeah, just yeah, a James guy, Bond, you can go on any of them. Yeah, and, right. And you're and you're good. You know? And this wasn't really an origin story, though. I mean, they did all they do is show a little flashback, but really, I mean, the movie kicks off, and you don't learn of that origin for right. over an hour. So yeah. they but did if, that. But what, but what Tom's saying is, like, if you want to cut it down to them in a, an hour forty-five, oh, don't you even can take you, that. Can, you don't need yeah. the origin. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. really need to. If you're not going to give it to you, if you're not going to give it to the the people that don't know who this character is in the beginning. Yeah, there's no point. That's true. You yeah. know, like That's, you just take that out. Yeah, should have been but, shorter for sure. But I would have been interested to see the the director's intended version because yeah. uh, I I think this what I liked about it it was probably what he was trying probably. to do. I the, think the so. director didn't even come to the premiere of the movie. I mean, that's Oof. how bad it was. And it wasn't screened. He like, didn't yeah, show they up. They did not screen it at all. But I mean, when you're the director and yeah. you don't show up to the premiere, you know right. that. I mean, like he, that's not a good it sign. sounds like he got the raw end. And again, there's always two sides to every story, but I can't imagine this guy he, with all the stories, go read, go, right. go Google about the Hellboy yeah. set and all the production issues. And uh, it's a shame because yeah. it could have been really cool. Could have. Yeah, I think it could have been. So, Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to find the show online, please do so uh, on Twitter at Real Spoilers or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Shares and, uh, and stay up to date through all sorts of things throughout the week and movie news and just us being... and uh uh, and of course our patreon account patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time ozzy osbourne bites off adrian's head i wake up every evening with a big smile on my face and it never feels out of place and you're still probably working at a nine to five pace i wonder Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.